Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the It's Hard Podcast. My name is Paige Boner. I'm your host. If you're new here, welcome. I've been doing this for almost three years. It's our three-year anniversary this Friday. And this podcast is really meant to just be a safe space for mental health awareness and conversations around hard things in life, but making it fun and lighthearted. And so I'm really glad you're here. And today's guest, I'm so excited about Emily Johnson came onto the show to talk vulnerably about her experience with heartbreak, which I think is such a universal thing that so many people struggle with. And so I'm just really happy that she felt like she could come on and share her story and just how she overcame that. And I think that it's really relatable in so many ways. And I share a little bit about my own experience in that space as well. And so I hope you enjoy this one. Make sure you follow It's Hard at It's Hard Podcast on Instagram and TikTok and rate, review, and subscribe and check out the um, bio below for all of our sponsors and any deals and codes that you might want to try out. Have a great week, y'all. And I hope you enjoy this one. I think it was because I think you had submitted like some sort of um, a question on your po- on your or a poll, and you were wondering like what do people want to hear about? And I was in the midst of like the toughest breakup I've ever gone through, and it was I want to say it was like last July, and I just remember I was like I need to hear someone talk about like heartbreak and like how they got through it because like I literally don't see a way out right now. Nope. Like. It's, it was just so funny now. Like, I mean, I know you're like, what, two weeks away from getting married and you're just like, <laughs> which congrats, by the way, that's so yeah. exciting. Uh, yeah. It's like, you look back and you're like, what the heck? Like, how is that even part of my life? You know, or you don't like, you do think you're never going to survive. And then, yeah, like you said, like I'm literally getting married next weekend and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Dude, it's crazy. It's like insane how, (laughs) but that's kind of goes like hand in hand with like the lessons you learn, because I feel like I put so much of my energy into another person for so long that like when they were gone, I was like, what do I do? Who am I? Like, literally, I just felt like I was like left to the wolves, which is so silly if you look back on it but at the same time like we all have to go through that I think and I and I think it kind of depends on your attachment style too like I would say I don't know if I'm as I don't know if I have as much of an anxious attachment style now but I definitely did I I think it like taught me to not (laughs) it's like because afterwards I was like oh my god like the pain that I felt like the grief that I felt like I remember talking to my mom about it, like right after I, uh, my ex and I broke up and I just was like, this sounds terrible. And I'm still going to say it just because I think people can relate to this. My dad was sick for about four years and that's hard. Right. But I, I kind of like came to not a sense of peace with it, but I kind of, I was living with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this just felt like it uprooted my whole life. And I was like, that breakup felt like harder. Mm. Like it actually felt like harder than dealing with like a family illness, which again, I know sounds completely insane, but when you're living in your own little bubble like that, mm-hmm. it's just, I just remember just feeling like guilty. Cause I was like, this should not be so tough considering what I've just gone through the last couple of years with my dad. But I mean, I think 
when you just put so much energy into it and probably I was probably putting more energy into that relationship versus my family too. It just, it really does uproot your entire life. Well, and it's, we don't talk enough about how heartbreak is essentially, I mean, the person is dying to you essentially, you know, I mean, again, sounds dramatic, sounds intense, but like you do have to go from, you know, talking to this person every single day, them being a significant part of your life, you know, if not almost your whole life, like they are, you're consumed by that person to then just not talking to them at all. It's as if they died, you know? And so they're your best friend, essentially. Like, I mean, for the most part, I think when you're in a relationship for that long, they, they'd become your best friend. And, and you know, I've always been someone of like, I, I'm, I will never, well, not ever, but there's, I like to say, I will never talk poorly about someone that I've dated in the past because I, I loved them at a point in time. Mm-hmm. And I have to like, trust my past self and being like, that's where you were at in that moment in your life. You love that person. And like, don't regret that. Like, I think that's like another big lesson I've learned is like, just don't regret the past loves that you've had. Like, a lot of them have been toxic. I know you've mentioned you had a really toxic relationship before too. And it's like, at the end of the day, it just brings you closer to like what you do want and like who you are actually looking for. And I am eternally grateful for that for sure. It's like, you kind of mentioned it before how it, it made you less of that, like anxious attachment style. I'm like, yes, I feel as though when I had my breakup, it was like, okay, now who am I? Like you said, you know, you really start over, like you get to this point of like, okay, I get to build the person I want to be. And now I feel like in my current relationship, I'm so independent of who I am that like, if something were to happen, obviously it would be horribly heartbreaking and never would wish it upon my worst enemy. I know though, that I could stand on my own two feet, you know? That's literally what I wrote down. Like I, I literally said like, because of how hard it was in my last breakup, because I felt like a piece of me was like literally ripped away. I realized it's okay to feel intense heartbreak. Right. But the, the fact that I was feeling like I literally didn't even know who I was tells me that I wasn't in a relationship or tells me that I wasn't prepared to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry to, go back to say, I wasn't in a relationship where I could be my true authentic self. And I also probably just wasn't prepared to be in that in general, honestly. But I think again, you just have to learn. Like, I don't think anyone, especially in your like early to mid to late twenties, I feel like it's really hard to just even know who the hell you are. Like, I remember hearing that as a kid, like, oh yeah, like, you know, your twenties is the time where you find yourself. And it's so goddamn true. Like, Uh it's so frustrating. Like, being in your twenties and you're just like, you know, switching careers, moving, you know, different, like, you know, different relationships, different friendships, like all the different things. And it's like, I I know I'm going to look back on it in 20 some years and be grateful for it. And I'm probably going to look back at it, back on it and be like, that was a freaking kick-ass time. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm just like, God, sometimes it sucks. <laughs> like sometimes it just sucks. Like I just want to be like solidified in my life, but uh, I mean, it's all, it's all a part of the path that, you know, <laughs> it like reminds me, I read, I don't know if you've ever read the defining decade, but it's Mm-mm. so good. And it, like, they talk literally about how your twenties is about like, you're literally just treading water, you know, like you're just <laughs> in there treading water. And even like, 
I want people to know too, that even if you like get married and you you feel like you're from the outside, it looks like you're figuring it out, quote unquote, that doesn't mean you are like, you're That's still such a good point, 20, you know, <laughs> like I am still 24 at the end of the day, about to turn 25. Like I don't have my shit figured out at all. You know, like Jack and I are just learning together rather than like learning on individual levels. Right. Like, I, I mean, I learned a frick ton when, when I broke up with my ex, like that was a huge two years of like total self, like reconstruction, but that doesn't mean I just like got it all figured out this day. I met Jack, like, no, you just like continuously are figuring your shit out. Yes. And yeah, that's a good point you're making in that because you, it's like the twenties is the really pivotal point in your life, but thirties, forties, fifties, like, you know, people are going through divorces. People are, there's so many different things that can happen in your life where it's like, you don't ever really have it figured out. Like, it's not like you get married, have the kids buy the house and you're good to go. It's like, things are going to happen. You know, upheaval will happen. Like you, you can't get too comfortable. And I think that does kind of go back into our point of like, you know, you have to find comfortability with yourself and like yourself alone before being able to be in a new relationship. And I am, I'm still always, how long was it from your ex to when you met your partner, Jack, which my partner's name is also Jack. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Jacks are the best dude. Like, <laughs> all of my friends who had like shitty ass relationships and then got into like a new relationship are like dating jacks. I swear. I'm like, y'all it's crazy. Um, <laughs> I think it was, uh, like almost three years. Okay. Was, like over two years for sure. You had a good amount of time to like, yeah. just, yeah, kind of figure yourself out and work on it. And I, I had a period of time like that from when I was 19 to 23, I want to say where I had like this situation ships and whatever, um, which also teach you a lot of lessons too. <laughs> <laughs> like don't do them <laughs> but <laughs> like lesson number one don't unless I mean unless, yeah <laughs> unless you're like not looking for anything serious but I've never been that way I've always been a relationship person so situationships were never my thing and I don't judge if anyone does them like that's what, if you're not looking for anything serious then it's a great great uh, path to go down but and that's for myself um Oh, I was going somewhere with that. And I don't remember. You had that time period, 1923, you were asking like, got it? Yes. Right there. <laughs> yes. And I was, yeah, I had all the situationships and then I, not all of them. I had just like a couple, <laughs> I'm like, just for anyone listening, it wasn't like 10, but I definitely, uh, I definitely got to like learn what I was like looking for and what I wasn't looking for. And I think like, that's kind of the big key. But then from my last relationship of two years and we lived together for six months um and then broke up I met my current boyfriend six months later mm-hmm. and it was I really like wasn't expecting it and I wasn't I don't know if I was even like ready for it right away like because in my head when uh, my ex and I broke up that's when I like plummeted into this podcast space and I was like okay vocal vault we're making it happen like we're doing it we're going right in Like, I just was like, I need my mind off of the outside world. So I'm just going to like go into the creative mindset and spend all my time and energy on that. And then I started dilly dallying on hinge and then (laughs) met my current partner on there. And I kind of was more so just looking for like 
just to go on like first dates, like just to like have fun. And I always liked going on first dates because there's no pressure behind it. Like you literally can like walk away at the end of it. You can walk away in the middle of it and be like, yep, I'm not feeling this. Like be kind about it, but you know, you can stand up for yourself and say, I'm not feeling this and move on. Mm-hmm. But I met my partner, Jack, and um, I was just, at first I was like, God dang it. Like there was just like something about him. And I was like, shit, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Oh. And I think, I don't know that I was like, I definitely wasn't like standoffish, but I was very much just like trying to protect my heart still. And I, I was like very much let him know, like I just got out of this relationship six months ago. Like there was a, another boy living in my home eight months ago, like, just so you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then like putting it into that perspective was like, so weird for me. Cause I was like, how different am I from eight months ago from six months ago? And I realized, I was like, I actually, am like, not like different necessarily, but I was like, I've learned lessons in these past six months and I've learned, you know, different trajectories and like how to look at relationships and how to look at like how I want to be in a relationship and what I want in a relationship and what I don't want. And like, I, you know, there was like some big things that stood out for me of like, I want someone who our lifestyles are a little more aligned and where I can like be just comfortably myself. And I found that And, you know, I'm not one to push off timing, you know, like if I meet someone and it seems right, like I'm going to just go with it. And, you know, I, I did throw out there a couple of times. I was like, yeah, but I don't know. I just like, (laughs) it's like, it's still only been six months, whatever. And I just remember after like our fifth date, he's like, we've hung out five times. If you were not over your ex, you would not be still hanging out with me. And I was like, that is such a good point. Uh Like. And I was like, that's so true because I don't just like waste my time hanging out with people that I'm not interested in. Like clearly I was interested and, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was like such a cool, like, I, I love that he said that. Cause I just was like, you're right. Like I, I wouldn't be putting energy into someone I didn't enjoy if I wasn't over my ex. Yeah. Do you ever think that this is like silly maybe in a way, but like, do you ever think to that? society again, puts this pressure on the way things are supposed to go, right? Like, oh, you're supposed to have like such and such amount of years in between each relationship, or at least a year before you start dating again. And it's like almost this subconscious pressure of, well, I can't date until I, you know, move on or until I have at least a year as if that extra six months was going to make you more certain or that you could date Jack, you know, properly in those six months. Like clearly you had the wherewithal to date him. Like you were willing and able. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point because yes, I do think society does that. And I think I did that too. Like I very much like when my ex and I broke up, I very much was like, where like, I'm not going to have another boyfriend. Well, just, I, I also think because I was like single for about four years before that, I just assumed I was going to be single for another four years. Mm-hmm. Like I just immediately was like, yep, I'm not going to have another boyfriend for another four some years. And last summer when I was going through this breakup, I didn't care because I like, I, at that point I was like, I can't even picture myself dating anyone. But then I saw my ex on hinge three weeks after we broke up. And oh. that's when I was like, okay, I didn't ju- jump on hinge right after that. Just I, cause I, if I was going to, it would have been out of pettiness mm-hmm. and 
that, but that was hard because that was like, he was a person where I just like, I just didn't see him like doing that. But at the same time, it's not a bad thing either. It's not like a crime to, you know, go seek um, just some affirmations and validation from other people on a dating app. Like when you're lonely and going through a breakup, like it's, it's a lot more normal than you think. And I was tempted to do it so many times to just like download an app and like get compliments and likes and whatever. But at the end of the day, I was like, what is that doing for me? This is all fake. Like, it's just fake, you know, it's fake affirmations. Cause odds are, I'm not going to meet these people. I don't know who they are. Why is their opinion of me matter? Mm-hmm. But that was when, that was when I started kind of considering it, but I was like, I have to do a little bit more work. I have to like, just be alone, like not focus on anyone else, not focus on, cause I, I wanted to make sure. And that was kind of my point in telling Jack over and over again, like, you know, I, I am still going through this breakup, like going through it, meaning like, I'm still like dealing with it. I'm still like mending the heartbreak. It's not like an overnight thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that dude like sewed up that wound real quick for me. Like, and and it, I don't want to say that he did it. Like I definitely did the work, but like mm-hmm. our relationship has like healed me from that past relationship so much just because now in this new relationship, I'm like, holy shit. Like you can have a relationship like this. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And my last one was great too. I don't want to negate that by any means. It was, it was a lovely relationship. I learned a lot. He was a um, really great guy but just not for me. And we weren't for each other, but I, um, I, it was a really cool kind of epiphany that I had when I was like first dating Jack. And I was like, this feels really good. And I don't remember feeling this comfortable right away with my ex. Well, and it's like, it's, I feel like we, you know, immediately go to when you say, oh, you can have a relationship like this. It's like our heads think, oh, the person can treat you so good, right? Like they think that that's what you're talking about. But I think it's so much more about how you feel. Like not, it's about like, are you attracted to them? Do you feel appreciated? Do you feel loved? Do you feel seen and heard and all of those things that you want to feel? You could have dated a great guy and not had a toxic relationship like I did. But at the same time, it could just be not the right fit, you know, and like you might not feel that that sense of excitement and love and and all these different things are just like warmth, you know, that you clearly feel in your current relationship. And again, it's nothing to do with the previous relationship. It's just that, oh, I do feel so myself in this moment and I feel loved and appreciated for that. And I think that in and of itself is like a, a reflection of the work that you've done to sow that heartbreak, you know, and to really figure out what do I want? And then he's just an added value of that, of really helping you to see that the work you've done does matter and that you are important and that you are, you know, worthy of something like this, but ultimately it wouldn't have existed. Had you not done the work, he wouldn't have been attracted to you. Had you not done the work, right? Like he likes you for you. Paige, that's such a good point for sure. Because that's like one of the things like, um, you know, he'll kind of say about me is, you know, I'm I'm sure of myself and I'm confident in who I am Mm -hmm. and I'm confident like in my actions. And, you know, I can just say like, I believe in myself and I, you know, I think I can do great things and blah, blah, blah and all the things, but 
in my last relationship entering it, I didn't feel that way about myself. I still was like, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. Like I, and then COVID hit during that relationship too. And I really do think that affected a lot of relationships and it definitely affected mine because like, I mean, we had only been dating for maybe eight months at the time when COVID hit and we quarantined together for two months and we did great quarantining together, but I will say, and this is a reflection of me, not him. I felt a lot of pressure to like be, be active during that quarantine period. Whereas like my like introverted self was like so stoked to like not have to work and go into an office or go into um, a job for two months straight. Like I loved it. It's a terrible time. Right. But at the same time, I, I did not mind the like secludedness I got out of it. And I just kept feeling this pressure because he was such a go, go, go person, which is not bad, but he was very high energy where it was like, it negated my energy or it just clashed with my energy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And another point I want to make too, is like, I'm not, I don't ever want to compare relationships or compare people. It's more so like you said, what have you learned from the last relationship going into this new one? And I think that's kind of something I learned is like, I want someone whose energy aligns a little more with mine. And I just feel like I've found that person. Whereas like, you know, we can motivate each other and encourage each other. And then we can be like, Hey, let's also encourage each other to just like chill and like have a day off and like not, you know, make us feel like we have to be go, go, go all the time to like, feel like we have worth and like, we're partaking in the world every day. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Like, it's so, again, it's not about like pointing fingers, right. It's just like mutually what's a better fit, you know, exactly based on your energy, like Jack is just simply a better fit for you. And Mm -hmm. that's like, yeah, it's like, it's not about the comparison of like, well, he did this and he didn't do this and he did, you know, whatever that looks like. It's just about what is ultimately best for you and, and will be best for that person in the end too, is like, clearly there was unhappiness on that side as well. And maybe it wasn't, you know, however that was expressed, but it's just like, you realize through those relationships, the heartbreak and everything that there is something out there that is a better fit. You know, it's not necessarily that it's better in general and a better person. It's just like, who's a better mesh for you and what you're looking for. Right. And I think when you can also kind of come to that realization, it's probably when you know you're ready for a relationship too. Mm-hmm. And not to say that like, you shouldn't date if you don't know that, but cause you kind of have to date to figure that out. It's almost like, you know, I've used this analogy before, but it's kind of like finding a therapist, Like, (laughs) you know, your first therapist isn't always going to be the right one, you know, and you kind of have to go on to the next and it's kind of like speed dating. Like you're just figuring it out. Like, is, does this person align with who I am? And at different phases of your life, different people are going to align. And at the phase of my life that I was in, my ex aligned. And at the phase of my life that I'm in right now, Jack and I align so well. And you know, I hope that we will just continue to align and grow together. That's always the hope, right? But it's, you know, having that independence and understanding that not all of your eggs have to be in one basket. You know, you gotta, you gotta really kind of hone into yourself first and make sure that you are confident enough in yourself and being alone before really entering a relationship Mm -hmm. to feel the full gratitude of it too, I think. Yes. And I feel like we like talk about that so much. And I feel like I always tell people 
or friends of mine that might be dating. I'm like, just, you know, enjoy your time alone and like really feel that comfort. And it's like, well, how do you even start doing that? I just think that there is so much power in just like making yourself uncomfortable and just sitting with the uncomfort, the discomfort, the, you know, starting to figure out what it is that you truly want and you truly enjoy. And I think one of the most powerful things about, you know, for myself learning this too, is like, I can be a better partner for Jack because he wants to go golfing on a Saturday afternoon. I'm not mad. Like, I'm not sitting there like, like, oh, well, how dare you? <laughs> what am I going to do? Great. I get, and my mom in, instilled this in me as well. Like you, you know, go read your book and like you enjoy your time by yourself. Like my mom loves alone time and I've learned to love alone time. And for so long, it was a fear of being alone with my thoughts. And now it's just like, I don't need to be afraid of that. Like I can start to like work through that if I do feel afraid of that. But at the same time, like there is power in recharging and being on your own and knowing you can again, stand on your own two feet and be okay. I fully agree with that. And I also think time too. Like for me, um, I really enjoyed independence after about a year and a half of being single. Um, and this was between my kind of early college years to just when I was about 23, I, that period of time when I was for four years, I was just single and I loved it. I like a year and a half into it. I was like, my God, I can't even imagine like having to share a bed with someone at night. Like I just, I loved it. Mm -hmm. And I, sometimes I wonder if I was the catalyst of these situationships at the end of the day. Cause I just was like, I think I was afraid of commitment because I was so comfortable being independent, but that's where I got into my, um, really my last relationship. That was my more long-term one with my ex. And I redeveloped all of those old patterns again, those Mm -hmm. codependent patterns again, as I got comfortable in the relationship. And um, I think that's a point we haven't really touched on is like, you know, you can gain that independency and then you can go into a relationship. You can regain that codependency. And I think that's what you have to be really cognizant of and aware of, because for me in my last relationship, I wasn't aware of it. I didn't like realize when I felt that codependency, once I started feeling anxious toward the end of our relationship is when I was like, Oh shoot. Yep. I have put literally again, I'm going to use the analogy, all my eggs in that basket again. And that's when I was like, okay, I knew it was ending. And I, I mean, I just, I wanted to hold on as long as possible just because I, I didn't want to feel the uncomfortableness. I didn't want to feel the pain. I didn't want to feel any of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like, you know, those six months between that and meeting my partner, Jack was when I was like, okay, you like need to remember at the end of the day, you are all that you have. And I don't mean that to sound morbid or sad or anything, but it's true. Like at the end of the day, you know, you have your family and your friends and your support system you do, but you are the only person that's going to actually like kick yourself in the butt and say, all right, you have to get out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. You have to feed yourself. You have to do this and this and this. Like we are the only person that is going to hold us accountable at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important thing to remember. And that's like something that I remind myself of often is like, I'm not going to lean on my partner to remind me to be a human and like how to live. Like I'm going to rely on myself and 
you know, use my skills that I have and skills that I've learned of like being independent, even in a relationship. And I think um, that's a beautiful thing too. Like when you guys can take your space apart and, you know, and respect that. And it's not like, oh, I don't want to see you. It's just, I just want a little space. Yeah. That I think that's when, you know, you have a pretty healthy relationship too. Totally. And it's like, it, it, I always, Jack, and I always say this, like you're responsible for your own baseline happiness. Like I'm responsible to get my ass up and work out in the morning. Cause I know that if I don't, I'm a piece of shit. And like, he's not the like person who's going to tell me to do that. It's exactly what you're saying. Like we are. And if you know yourself well enough, like, you know, how to make yourself content and you know how to make yourself happy. And I think sometimes we think of doing all of this work to reach this destination, you know, like, oh, we do all this self-work while we're single. And then we reach this destination and then we don't have to do it anymore. Like, oh, okay. Well, like I found what I was looking for. So like now I'm good, but we have to look at it as no, it's a continuous practice day in and day out. There's days I, I fail every day with Jack. I mean, there's times where it's bigger than others, but it's like, if I don't continuously work on myself and try to build that muscle and just strengthen my own self, like I will not show up as a good person for him, you know, because I can't be strong enough to really think of critically about certain things that I might do wrong or things that might hurt him, or I might not be able to serve him in the way that I need. Cause my cup isn't filled. Absolutely. And I love that you said that too, because I was one of those people very much so who, felt like you have to do the work when you're single. And it's almost like you can't do the work when you're in a relationship, which I think if you don't feel like you can do the work in a relationship, you're probably not in the right relationship because with my current partner, I feel like I can still do the work while I'm dating him. Mm -hmm. I can still work on myself, go to therapy, talk and have open conversations with him about it. And you know, try to better myself every day. And if you're not feeling like you can do that, then that might be an issue. But I very much was that person who was like, nope, you have to be single to work on yourself and all these things. And I do think that there's some validity to that as well, but I don't necessarily think that that's the be all end all. I do think that you can still do work on your own. And then, like you said, you are, I love that you guys have that kind of motto between you or that mentality, because I think it's very true. Like you are, you are, um, responsible for your happiness. Mm -hmm. Like Jack is not the only thing that's going to make me happy. He absolutely adds to it, but he's not the only thing that makes me happy. Like I can name a thousand other things that make me happy every day. Not a thousand, but I can name a lot, (laughs) you know, I can name things that fill my cup. And, you know, I think like having a him, it's like the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. And I just think that like, I just don't want people to think like, you can't walk work on yourself while you're in a relationship either. Cause like, I very much was that person. I totally thought like, you have to be perfect in a relationship. And, um, with my last relationship, I feigned this sense of perfection mm-hmm. and the sense of like, I am doing everything right all the time. And I felt like if I was like, you know, changing a new job or anything like that. Like I was failing because I wasn't like just succeeding and being right. And, and that wasn't because he was making me feel that way. That was like, that was just my perception of how, um, couples were in relationships. Like your, um, things you were succeeding at made you more valuable to them. Mm. And I have learned that that's not fully true. 
mm-hmm. which is kind of a crazy realization for me because it's been a more of a recent one, but you can still be working on yourself and still be loved and worthy of love. And I think that's a big thing too. Cause there's some people who like, I want two of my best friends have been dating for like a million years. I swear, you know, (laughs) dating since they were young. And it's like, I think sometimes people look at that, like, well, well, like, don't you want to like experience something else or whatever? And it's like, if they're growing and evolving in their love and they feel like they can, you know, achieve themselves and be independent and do all the things that they want to do, who fucking cares? You know, I'm not, I'm jealous that she's never experienced, you know, immense heartbreak. Right. Like the, (laughs) (laughs) no, literally like high school sweethearts and everything. I'm like, fuck off. But at the same time, like, you know, happy for you, but like, damn, like you you get so lucky. So painful that I don't wish upon anyone, you know? And it's like, like, I just think there's again, all these rules that go along with society and, and what we believe to be true. And it's like, no, like you're allowed to make your own rule and you're allowed to make your own destiny in a sense. And just like come out the other side, whether that's within a relationship consistently, or it's going through heartbreak and it doesn't matter the timeline too. Like it could be a month, two weeks, like whatever. Literally. It doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. And like, yeah, if you, another thing we want to touch on, which kind of goes off what you're saying, like trust your gut. Like if you feel like you're meeting someone who you're like, I can actually kind of see a future with this person. And like you said, it's been maybe two weeks, a month, two months, whatever, trust your gut and don't be afraid to explore things. And, you know, I actually, I heard this stuff kind of going to like dating advice quickly, but I heard this thing recently where it said, unless the first date was like absolutely horrendous, give a second one a shot. Just yeah. go for it. Just go for it. Like what do you have to lose? I mean, again, unless you really were not feeling anything, go for it. And I feel like that was kind of what I learned with like my gut and my intuition is like, okay, if I didn't feel like this person is like the absolute scum of the earth. <laughs> yeah. I have high expectations than that, but you know what I mean? <laughs> if I felt like there was some sort of rapport there and you know, I was like, Oh, I'm attracted to them. I'm like, I'm going to give it a second shot. Yeah. Just for fun. And I think it also too, like going on first dates teaches you a lot of really good, like, um, like conversational skills and things like that, like interview type skills, like all the things like you can do, you can learn so much by going on dates. Like I, I honestly, like, I loved doing it. And then, I mean, I met Jack and I was like, I don't like going on first dates as much anymore. Cause I just want to go out with him, but <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I have a friend who's been doing like the dating thing for a while and it's the same thing. It's like, you're just learning so much about yourself, what you like, what you don't like. Like, I feel like so much more, she's so much more quick to know, like, this isn't a vibe, you know, like she just knows what she's looking for the more that she dates. And yes, like, I just, it's, it's so valuable. And I think that there's nothing wrong with dating and so accessible nowadays to like, just go on a bunch of them and just try things out. Like, yeah. And why not? Like, I, what do you have to lose by just going on a date or two? I mean, be safe about it and everything, but like, what do you have to lose? Like, again, like I was saying, like you can walk out in the middle of the date and not have to apologize for it. Like you can literally just say, I don't think this is a good fit again, be kind about it, but 
I'm going to go home. Like it doesn't have to be this. Yeah. Yeah. So enlightening to know, like you build this confidence to be like, oh, I can walk out on this if I want to. And like, I can learn how to stand up for myself or say no to something, you know, and not worry about hurting the other person's feelings, you know? Absolutely. Because another thing too, is like people's time is valuable. And like, you know, yeah. if I noticed on my first date with Jack, like, let's say we're sitting there and I was like, yeah, I just, I'm not feeling this at all. Like mm-hmm. just really had no good gut feeling about it. I would have gotten up halfway through and just been like, thank you so much, but I don't think this is working. I'm going to go home. Um, I okay. hope like do well, <laughs> you know, whatever, <laughs> like, you know, whatever, however you want to like handle that. And I know that that is probably a confidence you have to build. Cause that's kind of, cause you don't always know how they're going to respond and everything, but, um, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You don't owe that person anything, but I do think you owe them the respect to like respect their time. If you know, halfway through be done. Yeah. What's unless, that? yeah. It's like, unless you want a free mail, then <laughs> you can go that route too. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. It's so good. What would you say to someone who is like in the midst of heartbreak right now? I feel like I always get this question, like how you asked it, you know, like you wanted to hear about someone going through heartbreak. Like if you could give someone advice that is going through that moment right now, like what would you tell them? I would say lean on yourself first, which I know sounds impossible and hard because you almost feel like a crumpled up version of yourself. But the more that you do that, the more that you wake up every morning and realize that like you are the one person that is going to keep yourself sane and happy and fruitful and to live your best version of your life. Like you have to wake up every morning and realize like that starts with you. Um, and that was a big thing I learned. It was a hard lesson to learn. Um, but I, I would have loved for someone to tell me that when I was going through heartbreak, just like lean on yourself because, you know, when you're going through heartbreak, all your friends and family reach out and they're like, we're here for you if you need a call. And I mean, I, I didn't spend, or I spent my first 48 hours out of my breakup with people. Like I I did not want to be alone. And I was like, I, I need people around. And as soon as I was alone, it all hit me. And there's a lot of power in independence. And there's a lot of power in knowing yourself and just leaning on yourself. So that's what I would say is to like, it's not going to be easy. It's a skill that has to be learned. I'm still learning it. I'm not always great at it. But I think that would be the number one thing is like, look inward before you were looking outward. Don't be afraid to like reach out to friends and just say, Hey, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, just know that their words aren't actually what's going to make you feel better. Your work, your internal work is what's going to make you feel better. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> that would be the one, my one takeaway, my biggest takeaway for sure. I think it's the most important, like you just learning how to be independent of yourself. Like that is the most important thing that you can learn in a, in a breakup, in a relationship in general. And like learning how, like you said, to lean on yourself, like it's so hard. It's, I, I still have to practice it every day. You know, I had something on my brain this morning and I was like, I'm just going to call my mom and I'm going to vent. And I'm like, no, like you're going to figure this out in your brain. Why is this bothering you? Like, why 
is this so hard for you? And it's easy to call your mom because your mom's always going to be on your side and is always going to, you know, want the best for you. And it's like, get critical and think about like, what is bothering you about this moment? And like, how can you work through it? And it's just like, yeah, it's a muscle that you continue to build and strengthen. And it starts with that moment. Like if you're in the depths of despair of heartbreak, which is so fucking hard, like what better time to start that relationship than in that moment? I fully agree. Yeah. I think that was definitely like my, my number one takeaway that I actually reflected on like more recently than not. Like it wasn't something I realized in the morning, in the moment, not morning (laughs) that I was even working on, but I, I just noticed like, Oh, I'm like not reaching out. Like I was trying not to reach out to my family so much because you know, they were always, they were already like going through things with, you know, my dad's health and whatever. And then, you know, my friends were like moving and they have their own stuff too, you know? And at the end of the day, it's like, I also don't want to be the friend that's a burden, Mm -hmm. but you know, you got to kind of reciprocate, reciprocate that at the same time too. So that it's just hard. But I, I do think like at the end of the day, like being able to lean on yourself is what's most important. And I like how you said of like, just being silent with yourself sometimes. And just like, you know, I like to numb out with like podcasts a lot. Like I'll have them playing all the time to feel like there's like, it's almost like you just feel like there's people around you all the time who are just like having conversation. And, um, and that's great, but there's times where I'm like, I need to shut that off and just like be alone with my thoughts for a minute. And like, even at night, like I'll play my Netflix like all night long. And then last night I woke up at 1am and I was like, shut this off because why do I need to hear background noise right now? It's like, we're just constantly numbing out. So force, not force yourself, but challenge yourself to Mm -hmm. not need to lean on other people all the time. I think that's probably the biggest thing. So good. Yeah. Thank you for this. This is so good, Paige. Oh, oh. so good. I literally could talk about this forever with you. I know, right? We could go on so many tangents. I know. (laughs) It's amazing. But really, thank you for sharing your story, for, you know, being willing and and able and open. Like, it just, I can't stress enough how comforting it is for people to just hear stuff like this. And even for myself, like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like someone else has gone through this too. And like knows the importance of this is so comforting. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you a million times. Thank you for having me on. I mean, I'm so grateful to just even be able to like have a platform to share it on. So I appreciate you.